Hi, this is Sean Blackshear, life insurance broker for First Family Life Allegiance. Did you know that life insurance not only will cover you if you pass away, but it's also used to build a legacy for your family. It can also help you generate income. It can protect your mortgage and it can cover you with any kind of medical affliction. Please contact me at 314-374-3412. Or please drop me a message on on Facebook and like the page at First Family Life Allegiance or go to my website, firstfamilylifeallegiance.com and schedule an appointment and I'll call you at a time that works for you. Okay, guys, this is a little different. I'm popping in before the episode so I can tell you why this is important okay this episode is all about mental health and if you know anybody who is struggling with suicide anyone who is struggling with domestic abuse anyone who is struggling to find someone to turn to um, anyone who they feel that they just need a little extra help I want you to give them these phone numbers the suicide hotline is 1-800-273-8255 the domestic abuse hotline first of all you can call 911 okay but make sure that they also if they want to talk to someone they can call 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-SAFE. So make sure as you're listening to this episode, if you see yourself in any of these areas, know that you have resources. Know that you're not alone. Know that you have someone that you can turn to. Know that if you do not have anyone by your side, first of all, you can call in the name of Jesus, okay? Know that in any place that you're in, whether you're in your closet, whether you're in your room, whether you're at work, you can be in your cubicle right now. You can be in the bathroom. I don't care where you are. If you feel that you need some sense of peace, make sure you know that you can be reassured by calling on the name of Jesus. So as you listen to this episode, know that you have people rooting for you. Know that you have people cheering for you. Know that you do not have to be stuck in this way. You do not have to accept the anxiety. You do not have to accept the stress. Know that there is more for you on the other side of this. So buckle in, tune in, and let yourself go into the realm of peace. Amen. Welcome to the Rendezvous Podcast, everybody. I am your host, Ariana Shears, and I'm very, very, very excited for our guest today, none other than Lena Chapman. Let's give her some golf claps, shall we? We have none other than Lena Chapman. Y'all, yes, welcome, welcome. Of course, I like to let people introduce themselves, but I want people to know why I think you are phenomenal for this episode yes so this episode is of course called therapy is for quitters right and lena is a therapist i am yes you're technically a licensed professional counselor there we go because i got the letters i just you know there's so many letters mean so many things but yes abcs all the abcs but y'all lena is amazing because she is a um how do you say a powerful sweetheart Yes, a powerful sweetheart. So you feel comfortable in her presence. You feel that you can talk to her about anything. However, you also feel covered. You also feel that she's got your back and you have no issues or worries about leaving everything that you have to say on the table with her in confidence. I think you're just phenomenal. Thank you. You're phenomenal too. Oh, yes. You. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so we're going to get started, but I want you to tell the people who you are and what you do. 
All right, everyone. Hello, 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 <laughs> everyone. Of course, it's Lena Chapman here, and I'm so excited to be here today talking with Ariana about <laughs> this wonderful topic of mental health. And so, again, my name is Lena Chapman, and I am the co-owner of Haven of Support Counseling Services, and I am a licensed professional counselor. And most importantly, I am a therapist being used by God. That's it. Yes, there we go. That's that's what it is. And so um, I'm so excited to be here today. Um, I absolutely love what I've been called and chosen to do, which is to help set people free and deliver them from their mental, um, uh, a mental stuck place. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just so excited to be here. Yay. Yay. We will have your information in the, um, the episode summary. However, where can the people find you if they want to reach out to you for resources? So of course I am on Facebook and my page is completely public. So whatever I post, everyone can see, uh, or you can feel free to give us a call at 314 325-1995 um, our website is www.havenofsupport.com so you can find me um, either at the website on Facebook on Instagram on Instagram excuse me and um, on Instagram my name is the T-H-E-E underscore saved underscore therapist so um, I'm on a couple platforms but that's pretty much I love it. And I was actually going to say a little bit later that they need to tune into you on Instagram because you're so relatable. Yes. Yes. I and yeah. <laughs> and the videos that you post, they make you want to learn more and people can see themselves in your videos and it makes it feel less daunting yes. to uh, be able to really identify with who we are, what we're struggling with, what we're not struggling with, um, you know, just to really see the totality of ourselves. So I love your social media. Oh, well, thank you. I try so hard. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into the meat of it, how did you even get into therapy? Oh, you know what? That is a funny thing. And there is a little small story about it. So, um, I went to college to be an actress. Stop it right now. Yes. Is that why you're so expressive? I wanted to be an actress. <sighs> Spirit fingers. And, yeah. um, <laughs> and so I'm in um, the drama class and I'm doing very well. But I noticed I did not fit in with mm. everyone else. Everyone just had their own thing. I'm going to just put that there, their own thing going on. And I'm just like, this just doesn't, I don't seem like I fit. And so um, I remember picking up um, a roommate's abnormal psychology book and I began to read it. And I said, this is very interesting. I think I'm going to change my major to psychology. That fast. Yes. Um, that quick. I think it. I was probably a mass communication major for maybe a semester and then I changed um, what was uh, really perked my interest is is that um, I have uh, my biological mother um, um, just kind of like you know um, trying to get into her mindset of why she did the things she did and so that really kind of helped me understand the mind and just really made me interested in becoming a therapist wow yes, a licensed professional counselor I love that mm -hmm. now I understand a little bit about mental health. So, of course, with trying to understand your biological mom more, there was an avenue of mental health that you had to understand. Yes. But for the people who don't really know what that means, what is mental health? Okay, so mental health here, because a lot of times when people hear the word mental health, those two words, they automatically think mental illness. Correct. And that is not absolutely 
the complete of mental health. So mental health is basically the well-being of the mind, your emotional and psychological state. Okay, just like physical health, um, your body is it's your physical health of your body, and so uh, mental health is the mental piece of your uh, mind and how healthy or unhealthy it may be and so when we hear mental illness of course people correlate the same but mental illness is when your mind is not healthy or it's imbalanced in some sort of way or chemically imbalanced in some mm-hmm. sort of way and I think it's it may seem obvious for some who are already in this this vein but would you say that you can be imbalanced without being chemically imbalanced? Absolutely. Absolutely. Just because you're imbalanced doesn't mean that your brain chemically is imbalanced. It could just mean that you're mentally not balanced or physically not balanced or spiritually unbalanced. And remember, all three of those things um, definitely affect each other. Yeah. You have to remember that. So when one is off, it definitely spills over to the next. Exactly. Yes. And that's why I wanted this particular episode to be called Therapy is for Quitters. Yes, it is. Yes. Absolutely. It is for people who no longer want to do it themselves. Absolutely. I want to quit the habit. I want to quit the mindset. I want to quit whatever this behavior is, whatever this, this pathway, this pattern is. I want to quit that and proceed toward healthiness yes absolutely yeah and it it. yeah and it 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 makes me excited because I'm so grateful that I have friends that are in the mental health sphere and I feel and I've have felt more empowered just having simple everyday conversations and it can be as simple as you know I I never felt encouraged as a child and then I find out oh my gosh there was actually a space in my childhood that I missed something and though it wasn't abuse, though it wasn't uh, 100% neglect, it's easy to overlook certain things because it doesn't look like the most tragic state that it could be in. Absolutely. And I think that's where people tend to overlook therapy because they say, well, I didn't experience any trauma. Mm-hmm. And when they think of trauma, they think of the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. But trauma is not necessarily the worst case scenario. Right. It could be what traumatic. what's traumatic to me may not be traumatic to you Mm -hmm. so maybe my parents yelled at me all the time Mm -hmm. and maybe that was normal for you so that wasn't traumatic for you but to me that was traumatic but you're saying well that wasn't as traumatic as oh well maybe my parents beat me so we can't um necessarily um pinpoint what's traumatic and label it traumatic for everyone across the board because one thing that's traumatic for me somebody else may say that didn't really bother me I went on and I'm okay Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah and I won't say her name because I don't want her to think I'm out here telling her business but I have a friend that you know lately has been having episodes of of emotional outbursts whether it's inward or outward and there's no real reason to her behind it and so I think a lot of people that may be normal quote-unquote where they they go to work they go to school they have friends they have significant others they're living life with no seeming issue but not really realizing that the way that they interact with life may need a readjustment yes absolutely and I definitely agree and most of the time when clients do come with me for present stuff Mm -hmm. all I have to do is go to the past stuff Mm -hmm. and sometimes we can relate the two educate them on what how the past affects the present and can affect the future and so we educate we give them the tools and the coping skills and we get the processing going on and so like with your friend with the emotional um, outbursts 
I guarantee you, if we go back some, we'll be like, oh, there it is. It's right there. And so it's not just finding it, but also education and healing and the whole process with that. So, yeah. And that was going to be my next question. What is the point of therapy? What's the point? Why? Why Why am I going? Why do I have to go? I mean, I have friends, right? Right. I have friends. Wait, I'm I'm like, let me let you talk because I was about to answer that. You friends don't know nothing. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. People think I have a friend. I have friends and I have a parents and I have um, pastors and things. Why why do I need to go to therapy? Why do I need to waste my time to do it? And my my uh, my answer to that is therapy is a completely different process. Yeah, it's a completely different process. Your friends can even some of your good friends will tell you the truth, but they do not know how to process. Mm. They don't know um, the 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 actual um, strategies to get to those those hidden and secret places yeah. and that's what I like to do and yeah. I promise you it just gives me chills yeah you should see her face right now <laughs> it gives me chills but getting into those secret places where where that trauma hides where that hurt and that abuse and whatever emotional abuse um, physical abuse verbal abuse whatever it is it doesn't have to be all of that it could just literally be that I'm just having a rough time and I'm stuck it's getting to those places in order to uncover what's going on process it heal education and then give the person tools and that's why um we can't always rely on our support systems with um people who are not trained to do this yeah because first of all that's unfair to them Mm, that is very unfair for me to always go to you and dump on you about my childhood stuff and you're like okay you know Things will get better. You'll be okay. You know, that type of thing. You're not really getting what you need from that friend. So yeah. that's why it's very important yeah. Yeah, that you reach out. And mm-hmm. it's into what I'm, I have just learned in having these conversations with friends that I know. I may have a type of answer or I may have part of the answer, but I don't have the fullness. I know that you have experienced something major in your life and now you're you're processing it and you might even be reacting to it. But past that, I don't what else and then it can leave people feeling that stuckness because I'm going to these people who have been here for so long or who have been able to understand me in these ways but I still feel stuck Absolutely. so for those people who who feel like I'm talking about it enough what do what do you think they need to hear to realize that there's more to it than just getting it out absolutely um so a therapist isn't just the home girl Mm, right <laughs> or the homeboy you know it's not just you talking it's actually discovering processing and digging so I like to say it like this so say for instance there was something physically wrong with you say for instance there was a sharp pain shooting up your back really really bad um most of the times you, you're not going to go to your home girl and just say hey there's a sharp pain shooting up my back what do you think it is I mean, you may kind of get some advice or whatever like that. But after so long, you're going to say, I need to see a doctor or a professional to help me with this. A chiropractor, a masseuse or whoever to help me me with this. Absolutely. Amazing. (laughs) And so that's the same thing with therapy. But for some reason, when it comes to therapy, the mind, period, people are like, no, you're not going to play with my mind. Right. And we don't play with your mind. Yeah. Okay. We're here to help heal the mind. 
And I think, oh, we're taking a turn I was not expecting. But I like, <laughs> but I like that because that that also addresses all of the other misconceptions that people have unknowingly. It's much like a lot of people now who, and I don't want to say now as if they weren't there before, but there are people who are not fans of the church culture because they think it's the white man's religion or they think it was something passed down from, you know, so on and so forth without fully understanding behind it that there was a, an entire world of it before this one point that you know of so in reference to mental health I think a lot of people have gotten this misconception from family absolutely it's culture yeah culture, culture. okay so we have to do one part we need to realize is this and when I was going to school for psychology and things of that nature most of the people we learned about who were the fathers of psychology are Caucasian middle-aged men yeah that's that's who pretty much kind of wrote the foundation of psychology here and so the other piece of it is is this um in culture wise as african americans and of course back then in, in slavery it was a survival technique we don't talk about things outside we just have to keep going we can't worry about what's going on over here who's getting sold into slavery this and that i just need to survive for today right. and if i can wake up tomorrow everything is going to be okay right because okay? it does say that um uh, joy comes in the morning and i think some people assume that in the morning the joy will just get there just, just because not realizing yeah. there's a processing that happens to accepting and understanding how you even got to that place absolutely and so we adopted as a culture as a black culture we have adopted this don't talk about anything this what happens in the house stays in this house and that um we don't talk about those different things and we just go uh and what i mean just i'm not taking away from what um I, I know that god is a healer but when we we just say okay we'll go to church and we'll pray about it We'll just pray about it and we'll keep it silent. Mm. But silence, silence is killing us. Yeah, silence is deadly. And and when I mean killing us, it's not only, I mean, of course you see the physical killing, but it's mentally killing us and spiritually killing us. Mm -hmm. Our silence is spiritually killing us. So when it comes to our mental health, keeping that silent, that depression and anxiety, that grief, that loss, that um, life transition, those, those unhealthy toxic behaviors, traumas, abuse, those silent things are killing us and it's killing the church mm -hmm. but i'm going to let that stay right there. <laughs> there is another it's episode coming yes, yes. regarding you know all of the so we can have you back okay that one that, that one's going to be a team effort um but i think it's important what you said because it goes back to discovery yes and goes back to understanding the root of things and going back to understanding i think a lot of the scriptures that we use as our staple scriptures are misunderstood yes misinterpreted the, yes misinterpreted misunderstood the context around um, how and why we use them is is for the band-aid solution and then but then it 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 allows the lord to it doesn't allow the lord to have the power that he can have through a vessel absolutely and i like how you said the band-aid when you read a scripture from a traumatic lens mm. you interpret it from a traumatic lens that's good when you read a scripture from a broken heart, you interpret it as from a broken heart. Mm -hmm. And when you read a scripture from a unhealed place, you interpret the scriptures from an unhealed place. And what happens is, is that those scriptures start to um, be misinterpreted. Yeah. And so when certain uh, passages and scriptures and things in, um, in the Bible were written, 
it begins to lose and not lose it because it's always going to have power because it's the word of God. Right. But when active. you start to misinterpret it and then you preach it misinterpret, mm-hmm. then then what happens? Yeah. And then um, sometimes the understanding that we get, we we assume that because it's acknowledged yeah. that it's understood. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of of why we have to get these things out in therapy and why just acknowledging it is not good enough to fully understand and then be delivered from a thing. Absolutely. And so just like you said, acknowledgement. So of course the first step to admitting that you have a problem is admitting that you have a problem, right? Okay. I have a problem. There are a lot of people. And I don't think a lot of people are walking around saying there is absolutely nothing wrong with me. You do have those sets of people, but I think some uh, um, vast majority would say that, yes, I have dealt with some things. I do have some issues. um, But then it stops there. Right. And it's because it's scary. Yes. It's very scary to look at your, your, your hurt in the face. Because it looks like a big scary monster mm-hmm. in the closet that 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 you see you the, keep the yeah the, yeah like the the, the the red eyes and things and it's scary mm-hmm. it's a scary thing to have to go back and go to that place where you want to forget. I wonder why why it is automatically associated with being scary. I think because it hurts. Mm, yeah, it hurts and and it's scary to 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 deal with hurt especially things that you have suppressed right it's scary because what's going to happen am I going to go back to that state when I was five Mm -hmm. am I going to lose my mind if I go back to this what's going to happen to me I need to know that I'm going to be safe as I'm dealing with this yeah and when you're explaining that the thing that just keeps ringing in my ears is um is there's no um there's no proof of redemption you know, there's no proof that, well, there's no seeming proof that once I unearth this, who's to say that it's going to be better on the other side? Who's to say that after I, I address these areas and after I unearth some of these concerns that I will be okay on the other end? Because it, it almost seems like people don't have a true vision of health. And because there are so many people who are functioning unhealthily, why not just stay in this place? Absolutely, because it's even if it is dysfunctional in this place, I know what to expect. Right, right. The and unknown. So, so having to have a predictable routine. Mm-hmm. So I know that even though this may be a toxic environment, I know exactly what's going to happen. Right. If I do this, this person's going to do that. Mm-hmm. And then we do this and then it's over and then everything goes back to whatever. And then the toxicness cycle goes on and on and on. Yeah. But if I get help and talk about it and then everything shifts, mm-hmm. what is that like? Right. So now that I'm standing up for myself, I'm speaking up for myself. What does that look like for the person now? Mm-hmm. Everything shifts and now it's not predictable and now it's scary. Right. So now what? Right. What do I do with this healing here? Exactly. What do I do with this change? 
And you know, too, sometimes when we unearth things, like you said, it disrupts our atmosphere. It disrupts our ecosystem. And now we have to confront some things that we didn't want to. Now I have to accept, oh, my gosh, we will have to divorce. Mm -hmm. There's no way that I can function in this healthy space and have you with me. Absolutely. I can't operate in this new um, this new ecosystem that I've created and also be able to operate in this space as well which is why I think um, some people are unable to in their mind unable to fully commit to the um, the beauty that is true um, Christianity following Christ because now I can't do the things that I want and that the things that, that feel good to me yes yes and and like you said um, the balance here mm-hmm. and so I even think about friendships Oh, I even think about friendships. So, so we're going to go there. So yeah. we're going to go there. Let's go there. So you think about a friendship. <laughs> you both connected because you had similar stories, similar whatever. Right. One person goes to therapy. Okay. And then this person starts healing. They start being this place and they're vibrant and they're released and they're all over. They just all over feel good. Mm-hmm. Healed. And they're, they're ready to go forward. Now this other friend. It's like, what place do I play in your life now? Yeah. What? Who am I You don't need me anymore. So usually I'm the one who you go to for advice, but now you are healed and you don't really need that type of advice anymore because you're no longer broken. Yeah. So what place do I play here? I'm lost. Uh, See, I wish that there were more, um, that it was more accepted and promoted to have those hard conversations very hard conversations. because i bet i and there are people now um um chrissy danielle she's a therapist that will be I on love her yeah she's the greatest <laughs> she will be on another episode where we discuss pain and she was on a panel and one of the young ladies on there she i believe was a coach a life coach and she said that she goes to therapy and even though she is working through things and she's getting to a space that is easy for her to unearth, she's learning how to use her tools, she's using resources, she's has, she's getting to a space where she can now consider herself healthy. And this is from the words of her therapist. She's like, I still don't want to stop because I now am, I don't want to say addicted, but I now am attracted to the ecosystem I've created of constantly evolving in a healthy way. And unfortunately, I I don't think that that is promoted as much that there is beauty on the other side of health because the the parts of us that are attached to the unhealthy people, it feels too good. There's like an element of, um, of pleasure with our pain predictability yeah it's predictable i know what to expect Mm. and when we don't know what is going to happen on the other side it's scary yeah so what you're saying is we really are creatures of comfort in the most authentic sense of of the phrase absolutely and even if that comfort um place is toxic yeah yeah absolutely and i think with covid it made everyone realize in a beautiful way all the types of unhealthiness that they (laughs) all the the types of unhealthiness that they were just living in knowingly and unknowingly can you say that your um, clientele increased during covid or did it decrease of course it increased Mm -hmm. and i'm private pay so and i say that because 
when people have insurance, of course, they're more willing to use their insurance because, okay, I'm already paying for the insurance. Why not? My private pay went up during, um, like my clientele went up and it was basically because I, during COVID, we had to isolate and social distance that right. word oh my gosh we had to <laughs> almost be, a curse word yeah right oh my <laughs> gosh and so we had to be and bunker in mm-hmm. so now we are in the homes with those people that we tend to only spend maybe 30 minutes or an hour with before Ooh. we go to bed so whether that's the person who maybe um you're a caregiver maybe it's your husband maybe it's your wife maybe it's your kids all those different things like usually you would go to work for whatever how many hours mm-hmm. you come home you cook you're scrambling around you're not really having that good conversation this and that and then it's off to bed and then COVID came and then people were working from home mm-hmm. and they're like oh my gosh or laid off oh that too laid off and I think also even if you weren't working from home you became you got into a place where you weren't as busy you couldn't right. just run to the gym nope you couldn't just run and go get your hair done and do all that other movies. stuff and go to the movies can't hang out with your girlfriends or your uh, guys or whatever the case may be and a lot of that stuff that people were distracted by started Smack surfacing in the face mm-hmm. and they realized that, oh that's who i married uh-huh. <laughs> or i don't really like myself yeah especially as singles mm-hmm. i'm sick of myself i'm sick of you know oh my gosh i didn't realize that i was just this i knew i was suffering depression but this depression is different yeah and then they yeah. found themselves running back and forth to the refrigerator and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and trying to cope in whatever way they could. And they realized that it just wasn't what they thought. And right. that's where I, a lot, of, that's what I got a lot from my client from my clients was, oh my goodness, I did not realize how bad this was. Uh, so would you say that, um, that COVID was, and hear me when I say this, that COVID was a good thing. I would say that even though it 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 had some, it was a thing. I'm gonna just say a thing. I don't know what <laughs> it, was name it. it was a thing. It was a thing. <laughs> a thing. Even though it was a thing, there was some good things that came from it. Yeah, there was some good. And one of the things is that a lot of people got delivered. Yeah, a lot of people got delivered through therapy. Yeah, and oh my goodness, it's the most beautiful thing when people go when people have come to therapy. And now they're in a space where they're like, man, I'm so glad I did this. Right. I'm so glad that I finally made that. I will literally have people say, I saw your profile multiple times before. And I would say, I need to make that call. I need to make that call. And then some, somehow uh, during COVID, people are like, okay, I really said at this time, I need to make this phone call. And I'm yeah. doing it today because I can no longer live like this. Yeah. It's, um, it's a, it's beautiful because at the beginning of the panini, as some people have been calling it at the beginning of the panorama, uh, <laughs> I love it. um, that's, that was my first time moving into my own apartment by myself. So I started off the panoramic as a, a single person in my own space no one around and that was right before it it turned into um quarantine yes yes and even during that time i realized oh my gosh i was thriving 
off of interaction yes. with other humans. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I thought, I know I like my own company, but I really like the company of others. But I was one of the ones that was blessed to never stop working. I think I had maybe the first three days of um, quarantine, we closed our office and did like a work from home thing. But by Wednesday, I was back in the office because it was just, there was no way that we would be able to. So I was blessed in that way. But for the people who found themselves being shifted to a different space altogether, how, what can you, what tips or tools can you give them to cope with this new life that is now a post pandemic life? And this is, this is like, when you think about, okay, what's today, the, the 9th? Um, yes. So March 9th of 2020, we were literally like, there's this virus. And I think one person may have had it in California somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then it started spreading. And then I think maybe two weeks. You know, it's funny. I was actually in Chicago when they got the first case in Chicago. Wow. I had flown in Chicago mm-hmm. and we were watching the news and they were like, oh, there's this COVID-19, this woman who got off of X airport. And I'm like, which airport did we fly into? <laughs> and and it's like, oh, my gosh, this is happening while I'm here. But it was still it still wasn't a big deal yes. at the time. Yes. And I honestly am one of the people who were like, it'll it's, pass. It's all right. You know, we always <laughs> come up with something. Everything's going to be fine. Um, but I can't say I'm just going to speak personally. Mm-hmm. For me, when it first happened, I'm like, this is really cool. <laughs> no. Oh, yes, it's the shutdown. The yeah. shutdown. I'm at home with the kids. I'm like, you know, and I was, keep in mind, I was trying to build a private practice as well as work full time. And so it was definitely, um, it was definitely difficult. Um, so I was like, I get to spend more time with my kids. I know. I get to be like a stay at home mom type of thing and work from home and, ah. Now, now, a year later, I am at my wit's end. And I was telling my husband this, I'm at my wit's end. I was like, I, I, I can't do this. Right. This is not what I signed up for. <laughs> I didn't sign up like Wait. this was not a part of the contract. <laughs> but you know what's so funny? That is what was one of the funniest <laughs> things for me to watch parents say, uh-uh, this is not, no, you're supposed to be gone for several hours. <laughs> This is my time. I, I don't I, and, and constantly cleaning and things jelly Ooh. on the floor and water and, <laughs> and and running out the room and they don't want to do this anymore. And I'm sitting here and I, I it, as the weeks go by, I'm like, babe, I can't. I I didn't. I know I'm their mom. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so thank God they go back March of 29th. Okay. Um, but I, I say that to say it stretched me because mm-hmm. I thought this was the life that I wanted. And then I'm mm. like, yeah, I don't like this. And I, I, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can only imagine different people. And they're just like, it sounded like it was cool. Some time off of work or, oh, now I get to work from home. Like I've always wanted or whatever the case may be. And then all of a sudden they realize like, I really don't like this. Mm-hmm. And then it started stretching me in places where I started realizing my mental so now I can't really walk like I want to or, mm. you know, I'm, I'm afraid, especially right at the beginning, because we didn't know what was going on. Exactly. We thought if the you wind You can get blew, it from, yep, you can get it from it blowing east. Yes, and I'm just like, <laughs> we're not going outside. So, right. You know, it was just... <laughs> Wash your hands. 
Everybody wash everything always. Don't toilet wear your paper. Co- toilet paper. It's yeah. not, you know. Toilet paper. And so <laughs> even as a therapist, that stretched me. It stretched me. And so I was just like, you know what? I need to make sure that I keep up with my therapy sessions. Ah. Notice I said my therapy sessions. Yay. Because yes, I have to practice what I preach. Come on. And I go to therapy myself. Yeah. Because I have my own stuff. Right. And, you know, I deal with other people's stuff. And in order for me to be in a mental space to deal with people's stuff, I have to get therapy as well. Um, and so um, basically, I, I completely understand. So, yes, COVID was kind of like, oh, my gosh, it was horrible. A lot of we lost a lot of people, a lot of lives and things of that nature. But what I can say is for the people who took advantage of um, some of the positives that around uh, COVID um, and went to therapy, I commend them. Yeah. And I, I and I we give you claps. We give y'all. Yeah. Yay. Golf claps. <laughs> But so I'm sure, of course, it sounds like single people went, you know, came and received therapy. But did you get a lot of couples coming to therapy? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Don't look at me anymore. That type of thing. I'm kidding. Um, But I did get some (laughs) couples that that came because, I mean, there were ongoing issues. But like I said, when you're busy... And you're you're going this direction. This person's going that direction. It's all good because mm-hmm. it's like okay, I just see you for an hour or two at night, and then yeah. whatever. But then it started to be, oh my gosh, you're getting on my nerves, or on a lighter note, you're getting on my nerves. But more of now, we really have to deal with this issue that we've been the big elephant in the room, right? That we've been acting like wasn't there, right? That's pretty much is getting bigger by the day, mm-hmm. and now. It's disheartening because it, it, it's disheartening to hear when couples are like, I just don't know if we're going to make it. Uh, you know what? I'm glad you said that because the more you talk, the more I'm thinking back to what you said before about the predictability of the um, the more unhealthy natures that we may have within ourselves or with others. And it sounds like when we are in relationship with ourselves or with the other person, to be a good quitter it sounds like we have to be fixated on making sure we are positioning ourselves to prefer the vision yes like making sure if i say that i'm going to be committed to my healthier self i'm going to be committed to whatever that may look like Mm -hmm. and then having that um i don't want to say peace but having that hope Mm -hmm. that no matter what i'm good yes like change is good change is not a bad thing um what what can people who are are sort of adverse to change what would you tell them to sort of swallow that pill a little easier to feel more comfortable about their world changing as they begin to grow more into health and what, what I would like to say is this. I know change is scary. Yeah. It's unpredictable. We don't know what to expect. Are, are we in a worse? Are we in a better? What, what does this look like? And I'm taking a chance here. Um, but when we talk about change and we think about change, think about it like this. Don't hit rock bottom. Don't wait to hit rock bottom where it's like, I have no choice but to change. Yeah. Because then it, it, it's a it's a very deep place and some people don't make it out of it. Yeah. And that's why I say when it comes to therapy, do not wait till you get to that most um, stuck place, rock bottom, darkest place to go 
but try if you feel yourself slipping somewhere go ahead and slip into therapy you know what i mean yeah. um and so yes like i said change is scary but think of it like this you know um if, if i go ahead and move forward into something that's the unknown I'm going to go ahead and take this chance. Yeah. And I know a lot of people don't like taking chances, um, but some people do. Yeah. Some people take chances and say, you know what? I'm going to try this new, this new food on the menu. Um, yeah. I'm just going to take a chance. It might, it might be good. Right. So let's think about taking a chance on us. Yeah. Let's, if we're going to gamble, let's take that gamble. Right. Let's take that gamble and say, you know, I'm going to invest in me being healthier. You know, if anything, I'll learn something about myself. Yeah. And, I mean, and of course you learn more about people as you're, you know, getting to know them and they're expressing themselves toward you now on a on a personal level is when you see that people are coming together they both are committing to change um within their relationship we're still on the couples therapy piece uh, when you see that they are are working to get to a space and you can see yeah this ain't gonna work how <laughs> how do you remain somewhat neutral while providing like the wisdom and the service of counseling them or just what does that even look like when you can see yeah this even in individual people when you can see yeah this is the obvious answer right here what does that look like to stay i guess neutral or stay on the path of health while ushering them into understanding what needs to happen and so it's not about me knowing the answer it's about them finding the answer right and that's what because it means more when they come up with it yeah and so if we do have a couple let's just say we had a, <clears throat> a couple came and you know i'm like you know i don't know what's going to happen here. <laughs> i just don't know um usually with couples therapy i always say there's two individuals in this relationship and i say this from the beginning there's two individuals in this relationship and so you both need to go to individual because no matter with or without this person you need to be a whole person yeah. period and that's what i lean on and that's it yeah so if they come to the conclusion they need to be together or need to be separate that's on them but what i say is regardless of what you decide here uh, how you're going to make this work or not work you need to be whole yeah and that's what i'm more focused on right and if i can get two whole individuals to come together and make a decision that's 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 all i that's did my the job goal. i yeah. did my job and so even with a uh individual client that's my job it's to help them come up with the answer because the client is the expert of their of their right. life i'm just the one in the passenger seat kind of saying Okay, so you made a left. Tell me about that. <laughs> so with you being in the passenger seat, how proactive would you say you are in a session? Um, sometimes I do um, have to grab the wheel in the seat. <laughs> sometimes I have to grab the wheel. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. You know? um, and they'll let me. That's okay. Um, but I, I, I like to be in the passenger seat because I need that person to understand that they have control. Oh, so that would technically be the point of, that's one of the points of therapy. Yes, they need, everyone needs to know that they have some sort of control. Mm. No one likes to not have some type of control right so when they understand that they do have control it's empowerment oh this is yummy i'm trying to contain it's, myself it's, it's it's empowerment so it's like okay so where do you think we need to drive and then one of the questions would, around that um say for instance where do you think we need to drive oh you made a left so tell me about that left mm -hmm. what is this left what does this left remind you of mm -hmm. is it comfortable being going left mm -hmm. Ooh, 
okay, what what do we see down here? Mm-hmm. And then they begin to they begin to go, oh, 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 that's why I keep yeah. oh, that's why I keep making a left. Next time I'm gonna make a right. Uh. Oh, so we're gonna make a right. Tell me about that right. <laughs> <laughs> How does that right make you feel? Yeah. Um, but it's definitely empowering the person because I'm not the thing is I don't want them to depend on me right for answers I want to empower them to make the best uh, the best decision for their life right and that goes back to the overall goal is to get to a state of mental Hell. Yes, healthy, healthy brains. Healthy brains. Yes. Um, for the the people that um, that don't quite understand how to get to this healthy state, what would you say is a tool that people can use by themselves if they still are not sold that they need to speak with a professional? What's something that people can begin to do to get on the right side of, of a healthy brain? I think um, self-awareness. Um, self-awareness. Oh, speaking so my waking up and going, ah, it's a beautiful day outside. The birds are chirping and let me check in with myself. So if I were to uh, give myself a number and I would rate myself from 1 to 10, where would that be? 1 being the worst, 10 being amazing i think i'm at a five okay i've been at a five for oh no wait maybe i've been at a two mm, i've been at a two for a couple days and now i'm at a five that's better okay i how do i get to an eight can i get to eight by myself why do i keep being at a five or a two and so doing that self-awareness and a check-in to say where am i in this moment do I dread going to work every day? Does every time someone says something to me, I get irritated? Mm-hmm. Do I not like myself? When's the last time I actually looked at myself in the mirror and just gave myself a long, hard look? Those types of uh, questions, that self-awareness about what's really going on. Am I sleeping too much? Am I not sleeping enough? Do I have to take an aid to go to sleep? Mm-hmm. Am I eating too much? And am, am I not eating enough? What does that look like? Those types of questions are very important to ask yourself. Even if maybe let's just say you're a social drinker and you label yourself a social drinker, but (laughs) honestly, you've gone through five or six bottles of wine within two days. Mm. Oh, that's that's hefty. Yes. No judgment. It's just hefty. (laughs) Do you. But when you start realizing these habits... So usually it was just a glass, you know, just relax. And then before you know it, you, you've drank in, you've, you've drunk, drink, drank, drank, <laughs> drank at least six or seven bottles. And it's like, my goodness. So now we need to check in and say, what's really going on? Right. How did this increase? What did, what made, made it more easier for us to attain this level of drunkenness? Absolutely. Or even when we talk about friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. So am I pulling away from my friends or am I being too dependent on my friends? Too dependent <sighs> where now I'm calling people and they're not answering their phone because they're sick of me. Mm-hmm. So these are the type of questions you may want to ask yourself. Yeah. Okay. And then if you're starting to see that, okay, this is something that keeps happening over and over again, I might need to go ahead and talk to somebody. Yeah. And assessing every, every, I love how you uh, phrased it because it's just assessing every area of our life. Like you said earlier, it's assessing our emotional health. It's assessing our mental health. It's assessing our spiritual because now you're really looking at all the, sometimes we don't look at ourselves. We don't really take a second and say, 
huh, I am not happy. Yeah. Or it becomes so normal that we just expect that to be. It's just life. Yes. I thought this was life feeling like this all the time. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that there was a happy space. Right. Like I just, this is just how I am. This is just how life is. And I think that's what, um, what really aches my heart for certain people that are in my life because I am totally not that way Mm -hmm. and whenever they encounter me it's just oh that's just how you are Mm -hmm. that's just you Mm -hmm. I'm not you and not really understanding that well that can be you not to say that how I operate is how you will operate or how you should operate but the level of peace I have that's what should be um, not even just attainable but desired yes how can people learn to and I don't even know if this is a if you're able to answer this question, but how can people learn to desire peace? You have to be able to want it. Yeah. You have to be able to want it. I mean, um, and unfortunately, like I said, some people are in such a stuck place, it's too hard. I don't look it's they're just, in bikini I, bottom in their mind. Let me tell you, some people are just like, I'm just happy I put on clothes today and right. I brush my teeth. I didn't take a shot, but I just brushed my teeth. <laughs> Some people are like that. And they're just like, that was so much energy to do that. I, that I don't want to do anything else. Some people are so mentally drained that it's physically exhausting to even think about making a phone call. Wow. So unfortunately, it's sad, but you know, you have to be able to want it. But unfortunately, I think some people are just so drained. Mm. They can't. They can't even take on anything else. Just the thought of it just makes them like, oh, my gosh, man, that saddens me. And it also makes me really um, appreciate the what is considered if you're not into um, church, Mm -hmm. but or, you know, you haven't found yourself in love with the word, but the fivefold. Yes. You know, the fivefold giftings, the apostle, the prophet, the pastor, the evangelist and the teacher, you know, um, it seems so important that um, that if a therapist is, you know, uh, saved or if they are a Christian to find that space within their gifting, mm-hmm. because now you know how to, to assist people yes. or now you can see where your particular flow is. And I was just thinking about this earlier how this how the fivefold and therapists kind of correlate and they're much so like like the, you know each gifting you have to have an element of teaching mm-hmm. you have to have an element of, of pastoral care mm-hmm. that's been an element of of the prophetic pointing people back to god back yes. to their roots back to their original state um you have to be able to to be that op, that apostle and and be that foundation that standard and mm-hmm. turning people back to you know not even turning them back but just showing what it looks like to have that short-footedness um but for those that that haven't correlated that with therapy that makes me excited for the fivefold and it's really exciting because even in therapy um i hear god speaking to me all the time so it's amazing because it could literally be someone sitting there and they're like you know this is going on this is going on and then a voice will go ask about their dad Mm. and i'm like tell me about your dad and they're like and i'm like whoa i didn't think of that and they're like, and, and, and then a voice will come to me and say, ask about this. Mm-hmm. Go here, uh, uh, take it down that way. And I promise you it. And I'm like, thank you. God. 
Yeah. Thank you. So I use that gift in therapy sessions and the teaching, of course, teaching. You have to educate people. Yeah. You have to be able to teach them. Not, oh, that's said the Lord. You know, you have to <laughs> right. sometimes bring it to a level where it's just talking. Hey, so if this is what the issue is and we realize this cycle, how can we break it? What do you think we need to do? Right. How to, and then going from there, that type of thing. First, throwing it to them to say, what do they think they need to do? And then guiding them with the mm-hmm. tools that they need. And I do believe that there's there's a um, almost like a, not a revival, but an, uh, an uprising. What would be the word? A resurgence. Mm-hmm. Boom. There we go. A resurgence of, of uh, mental health professionals. Yes. Yes. And it's trendy right now. Yeah, it's okay. trendy. So I'm going to say this because... Um, I don't want therapy to be trendy. Right. It's it's cool now. It's like a cute little pool. <laughs> Everyone has one. Yeah. And they have it on their on, on, in I the purse. I got a therapist on speed dial. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have a therapist. <laughs> but it needs to be a lifeline. Yeah. Something you can't live without. Essential. Yeah. Just like toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> right. It needs to be essential and it does not need to be a trend. And then a couple years down the line, it's over with. Right. Because it's life or death. Right. Therapy and mental health is life or death at this point. Yeah. And we know that Jesus is coming soon. Yeah. And he's coming back for his church and the church and his people and all of his people need to be set free because we have a a, a, a charge to win souls. But if we're not mentally where we're supposed to be, how can we bring in souls? We're not That's even it. thinking about that. Not even thinking about it. The enemy is using this as a tool to confuse and to to, to to keep the saints heavy so we're not outreaching like we should. Right. But what we're doing, we're giving tainted outreach. Yeah. We're tainting. So that's why the, the mind is so important. Yes, it is. You were taking the words out of my mouth. Just like we have a doctor, um, we need to have a therapist. Absolutely. You know, you have someone that's looking at your back, your throat, you know, your neck, your heart and everything. But how is it that the most powerful thing in our body is the one that we leave up to chance? Yes, yes. Because it's, like I said, again, scary. Mm-hmm. The mind, no one wants to be labeled. Yeah. And it's like, it's not about being labeled. It's about discovering what it's there so we can fix it yeah. and get healed. Oh, this is so yummy, y'all. Once again, tell the people where they can find you because if you, even if you don't necessarily uh, believe that Lena is your particular therapist or the therapist for you, she got friends. I do, and I have a list of them. Yeah, she got friends, she got people. And so we want to normalize reaching out, even if it's not to that person. Y'all, her feelings are not going to be hurt. I if will. you Yes, if you reach out and say, I heard you on the Rendezvous podcast and I was so excited, and, but however, I'm looking for, you know, this type of person. I want someone who looks like me. I want someone who sounds like me because that is very important to have for to some people that's important to have someone who you know can relate to you on a cultural level and then be able to understand certain things you don't want to have to explain. I don't want to have to explain that um, you know my hair was short yesterday and long today because I had an installation done and I don't want you thinking that has anything to do with my mental state. I love it. Yeah. We don't need to talk about this. We need to talk about why I'm mad at my mom, okay? Absolutely. Yes. So for all of you who 
are listening i want you all to just be so encouraged there is going to be information in the um, episode summary about how you can find help about who you can contact why you know um you know lena is the best person for this episode we'll have her bio there um so you can learn more about her and also learn more about yourself y'all this was really 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 important for me to do this because i want you to be a quitter Yes. I want you to be a quitter. Lena wants you to, to be a quitter. Yeah, it's time to quit doing it the way that you've always done it and the way that you always thought it had to be done. The time is now for health. So join us on the healthy train. And if you have any questions, of course, let us know. But also important, I don't want to say most importantly, also important, make sure you subscribe. Yeah, subscribe and review. Five stars would be nice. Please and thank you. Um, And if you want to um, suggest or add anything to the episode or you want to talk about a particular topic, let me know. I am open for all the things. Lena, thank you so much. You're so welcome. I enjoyed myself. I was going to say, I hope you had fun. I did. You will be back. Yes. Oh, yeah. I can't be back. Yes. Thank y'all for listening. As always, this is the Rendezvous Podcast with your host, Ariana Shears. Have a good day or night. (laughs) Bye.